We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to CFB Nation, presented by Twisted T. What's good, Lucky 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 Podcast? I'm Sean Davis, SD2 Mike's that dude, the original Lucky Lefty himself. The Anora Boys are back in the building, brought to you by Anora Whiskey. AnoraWhiskey.com is that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you drink, by all means, make sure you do so. Responsibly. You got to do it responsibly. Hey, it's game week. Fall camp is over. Let's it's wrap over. it up, Left. First of all, before we get into it, thank you for the prayers, thoughts, and everything that we got over the last week. Um, basically, we took a week off, Left. You had a procedure. You had a surgical procedure. I had just finished radiation and shout out to my, uh, you know, shout out to my oncology, dude. That's right. Yeah, it, man. S. S. Patel, my girl. He's from the Bronx originally. Man, I love her. He, she keeps it a buck left. And I, right. I, I never forget the last day of radiation. She looks me in my eye and says, um, the next two weeks are going to be worse. She wasn't lying. And you know me, I'm like, what? Man, I come home, do a show the day of. Right. Tons of energy, like, yo, 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 yo. Bruh. Two days later, my neck, my entire neck area, I had lost the skin. Mm. The skin had flaked off. My voice was gone. <laughs> mucus they found a blood clot in my right calf from the chemo it Everything. was it was crazy and you know yeah. me I'm still doing shows still doing ministry work and finally my wife just pulled the plug like give me your phone give me your laptop you're not right. doing anything and so yeah I was forced to rest, and then you on the other end, your significant other kind of forced you to do the same thing. 
Omar Appendix have forced me to do the same thing. You know, it definitely uh, the, the, it's after the surgery that, that makes it a lot harder, man. Not having a core and just going through it, and it's a serious thing when you get an appendectomy, I guess. So glad to have gotten through that. But, you know, it definitely uh, one of those things where they, they talk about the recovery being harder than the actual surgery. So. I'm glad that we both back on page because it uh, wasn't easy, man. But I think it was one of those breaks we needed. And coming in back at the right time, going over this stuff, man, I think uh, a lot of developments that are well worth willing to, uh, to talk about. Good grief. I mean, Sam Harvin making the quarterback position at Notre Dame looking <laughs> very ideal. Very ideal. I ain't seen so many deals go through that that, that room in ever. So it's, it's yo, it, it was crazy. We missed you guys. I, I'll be honest. I tried to sneak and do a show last week. Yeah, because my wife had to leave the house. Thought you had time. And I just so I'm, I'm hitting. I'm hitting left up, and I'm like, where's this dude at? And the left hit me with the, oh man, just had my appendectomy. I'm like. Crippling. Now I fought it for some days though. You know, I'm thinking, oh, okay, stomach virus, whatever. Oh man. And I couldn't walk. Then I'm like, man, what's going on, man? And I'm thinking, I'm thinking that's it. I'm like, oh, but you know what's so crazy about when you going through this type of stuff, surgery and all type of crazy information. You're like, man, I, I ain't uh as uh invincible as you think. You know, you start right. getting real thankful. Right. You start getting grateful for stuff. You're like, man, I, I could have got taken out that quick. It could have been over that fast, boom. And dang, I'm thinking I'm, you know, can can get through anything, you know, a bowl of nails, a, yeah, you know, ankle, and um, when you get a little older and you sitting up in that bed, you like, man, they in, injected you with 50 different things and get you feeling all right. Bro, I had to go at one point. <laughs> I was dehydrated and yep, yep. I had to go to the hospital for for fluids. Did I get that bag? Bruh, let me tell you something. They stuck me about 10 times, man. Jeez. Right? Because you know, I use my veins for uh the chemo. A lot right. of people get ports. They said my veins are so strong they could just use my veins. But by the end of the treatment, my veins were cooked. Right. So they're trying to find, they're trying to find something to give me fluids. So they ended up going above my elbow to catch a vein. And yo, I'm telling you, man. Oh man. Oh man. And needles, I don't have a problem with needles. But the tenth time? But above. Once you go above your elbow, they have to go a little deeper because the veins are not right at the at skin level. Yeah, that's when I got that P, uh, PRP injection in my shoulder. So, like you said, they got to dig under the muscle to find yeah. the area. Yeah, you you're like all right now, I, you you there? Yeah, you, yeah. You, you start feeling like oh yeah, it's it's crazy how 
is it a man thing? Is it a, a man's tolerance of pain goes down? Yeah, the older they get, you know, I feel real sheepish sitting up in that hospital about to croak over and all type of crazy stuff. It <laughs> is you know, women that be like, Oh, we we go through that every day. I'm like, Well, y'all tougher than me, man. <laughs> Those of you that have significant others, man, and people that advocate for you, man, let me tell you something, man. My wife is an angel. And, That's right. Yo, she she's a she is an RN, so it's a blessing. But uh, yeah, it was uh, an experience, man. Yeah, <laughs> to say the least. So. And- We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So a question of the day. <laughs> 2.30, Saturday, over in Ireland, Notre Dame Navy. What are you looking forward to? That question today, what do you want to see the most? Left, I'm ready to see Jared Parker, bro. Yeah. That's what I'm ready to see. I think I know the players we have. But Jared Parker, for me, what about you? I definitely want to see the Jared Parker questions answered. I think it'll be uh, – maybe a three or four game span to where we fully get the uh, evaluation from what we're getting from them. But so much hype and uncertainty on the offensive side of football with uh, with Sam Hartman coming in and the running game already being strong and transitioning of the tight end, uh, you know, value to the offense. I want to see what that looks like, but just Jared Parker's way of, you know, his adamant, uh, he was adamant about how it's going to look improve on the things we were lacking on last year. So answering that against a team that I'm sure we can do whatever we want, run, pass, play action, screen, is going to be available. So how do you, uh, for a first game in Ireland, you know, this is half of this got to probably be a little entertainment. So you want to see some high, some high value throws to, to bias. You want to see some big runs by your young guys. Uh, how does he put it together? And I think it'll – I don't think it'll tell us the whole future of what the offense is going to look like, but it'll definitely will show us who the who who makes it run. I want to see who makes the offense run. And then as the week goes on, see how it complements and what players complement those main stars. So 
is Chris Tyree going to be the focus? Or 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 is Aldrick Estime still got it? Is Sam Hartman the, the great manager or is he going to be the great savior? So uh, many questions about who's going to be the, the cog in the machine, but what are the supporting parts that are going to supplement that throughout the season? Or is it going to be a the outside game uh, with Tobias and JT and Deion Cosley and, and those guys supporting the Chris Tyree? It's going to be a run game. That's that's the staple, but Sam Hartman is cooking on the outside with his guys down the field. Those questions, I think, are are going to start to be answered, but I'm excited to see what the offense comes out with. Defensively, I mean, that's just a battle of attrition. Are we going to be on the field 59 plays in a row? Can we get off the field on third down? And then who are going to be the stars? We know that we have a great defense. Who's going to be the stars? Who's going to pop out? Lucky Lefty Podcast, Marcus Freeman. He talked about Jared Parker, his development of what we might see and how he allowed him to be free during the spring, I mean, the fall camp. Situations in fall camp where, where it's unscripted, right? And, and when you have a, a play caller that's called plays for many years, a lot of times you script those things out, but you know, it was something that me and Jared talked about in length about making sure, head coach, let me have some unscripted period so I can get used to continuing calling plays. We even did it in walkthroughs, right? We would go walkthroughs and call it. Don't script it out, call it. And so I think that helps him with, you know, what it's like to really continuously call plays. Um, and uh, I've been really pleased with the growth of, of him as a leader. You know, with him as a leader of a staff, him as a leader of the offense, um, he's done a tremendous job. His players truly buy into who he is as a leader. Um, it, that's that's to me a reflection of a great leader. When your players start to speak the same language, when your players are acting very similar to um, the leadership in that offensive room or defensive room, um, it, it's a reflection of leadership. So I'm really pleased with what he's. So Marcus Freeman said he gave Jared Parker a lot of unscripted periods, which, you know, usually in camp, you script the plays, you go through it, you go through the periods. But to develop that offense and give him an opportunity to develop his identity, he gave him a lot of periods that were unscripted. How are we going to allow that to play out the early part of this season? You're on mute. As an offensive coordinator, you got to get that, that sort of flow of, Getting in rhythm of things. It's like, yeah, there's Steph Curry. He has set shots and plays and, and stuff like that. But when he's hot, you give it to him anywhere. Let him let him go. You know, don't call a timeout. Just let him go. Let him let him do his thing. And that's a lot of what it takes on the offensive coordinator side to get the flow in the game. You can't script out a game. You can script out the first 15 plays, you know, to gather information, this, that, and third, take your shots. But after those openers, you really got to have a flow of, of or a knack or do you have a sense of beat on the defense? Do you have a sense of what they're trying to do to you? That's what the only thing you can really script in the opening part of the game is that uh, enough to expose what the defense is trying to do. You get kind of uh, the, the, the things that make it go and then really you free calling it. And I think a lot of practice at that is something that's helpful, but it's one of those things where some people have a great skill at free calling, just like some people can draw. Some people you can just give a pen and a paper to, and they stick figure just it's just way better than the average stick figure. And then you be like, I don't really practice. I just this is how I see it, you know. Same thing with offensive play callers. Some guys needed to be scripted, but that only can take you so far. 
you know, you got uh, situations on the field where change of possessions puts you at a shorter field. You know, you got uh, the flow of the game. Maybe a player's getting hot. Uh, uh, quarterbacks going back and back, going back to back to a receiver on particular drives. You got to be able to know how to complement that and keep the wave going. And for a guy like Jared Parker, who's always been that that background role where he hasn't had the reins to to be the the first person to put the play out there. He always been the guy that's complimenting it or okaying it or saying maybe we should do something different. So for him to be in that position where now it's like, well, we're looking at you to, to run the show. You got to be the lead. It's, it's good practice for Marcus Freeman to acknowledge that because in the game, he don't want to be going like looking at the sheet like, call this, call this. He wants Jared to be comfortable enough because we have the tools. It's different if we only can run the ball. It's like, okay, script, it makes sense, you know, whatever, get your best runs in. Now you can literally, like, we can do anything we want. Run, pass, throw, there's no excuse. Toss, sweep, all of it. How are you going to manage that, Jerry Parker? When I'm just like, oh, go ahead. It's right. Free call. Look, man, it's one of the most important things that I think is going to bode well for Notre Dame early. And that's the fact that no one really knows who Jared Parker is as an OC. They don't. And to be honest, I don't really think they have to show a lot no. in the games prior. No, no. No. So I think they still have some stuff on the back burner going into Ohio State. Honestly yeah, you speaking. Need to identify who your guys that make the offense go these first couple games. And it don't got to be schemed plays. Because we don't need to scheme too much. I mean, come on. They only can play so many things, and we have better players. So a man is a man is a man is a man. Throwing it up is throwing it up. But who are you consistently going to? I think it's what's important in the first four games. Because when you get to Ohio State, you got to go to your guys. It ain't, you know, scheme matters. But in it's third down, who are you throwing it to? And everybody knows it. Because Ohio State got a guy that is third down. And you're throwing it to no matter what, and you can't do nothing about it. But that's what makes great teams go and win big games is when you do it off of your guys. Yeah. Scheme going to get you, keep you in the game and throw some wrinkles in there. You go, oh, okay, you came to play. But when it comes down to the nitty-gritty, which I think Jared Parker has to identify, because you can't just say, we got a bunch of guys. You know, yeah, we got a bunch of guys. Great house and Cozley and – Kyrie and Aldrick and Sam and the list, you know, goes on and on. But only one guy can get that football when it matters the most. And every team, generally, even though the great teams, Alabama, when they had Devontae Smith and all those characters, Devontae yeah. Smith was the dude, though. Yeah, they got Najee Harris and you know OJ Howard and all the big time, but it's Devontae Smith. They wasn't confused about it. When the chips got down, we're throwing it to the guy who won the Heisman. <laughs> Who's our Heisman on a good team? And I think that's a hard thing to do unless you really know the team, which Jared Parker does. He was there. It's not like he's inheriting this team. He was there, already there. Who are you going to go to that we didn't go to last year that you can that you can stand on and be like, this is why we're different because we're going to the guys that had two catches last year that should have had 32 catches, you know, so – uh, identifying those dudes is what needs to be done in those first four games. And then Ohio State is when you get the supplement players. That's how we found out when we played against Ohio State. That's how we found out about Mbuka or in, 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 in Mbuka. Mbuka. Yeah. We found out about him because their dude got hurt. 
Yeah. And they was going to him. They was force beating Jackson and Jigba. You know, Brandon Joseph's highlight career at Notre Dame, getting him out of there. And then we found out about who else they had, who also end up becoming, right now, they a top. He's in Buka um, is a top receiver this year, you know. Yeah, him and so Marvin can, Harrison Jr. Yeah, and that can be us. You know, we 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 find our main guys in by the Ohio State game. That's when you find the supplement, like that third receiver, second running back, because they're going to be prepared for the ones. You know, the ones going to equal each other out. They got a KD, we got a LeBron. Okay, boom. But what's your bench look like? You know, we got a Caldwell Pope that good in the in the crunch. Mixed with a with a, a, a X Factor and Aaron Gordon, who's a great matchup problem, you know. Right, right. You need some of them in, in big games. But your first game, that's the Harlem Globetrotter game. You know, that's where you roll out. This is who who's this who getting the NIL money around here, Sam and Aldrich and all those commercials with them. We need to see those guys in the first four, in the first four, you know. It's like going to a barbecue and all they have is meat. <laughs> Like what we doing? What we doing? No spaghetti, no yeah, potato salad, no macaroni. What's up? Meat good though, you know. It, they uh, I mean, yeah, it's but good. But there. I'm about to go to the the spot down the street with the sides and the potato salad. I might right. be a here. See and- those those are the good old days when you had four or five spots to hit on a holiday. Yeah. Hit the park. Everybody yes. hit the park, and then you got your neighborhood. Your neighbor doing something. Then your cousin on the other side of town. Everybody always, and then your friend, your homeboy guy. So you know, you just that's that's what like what Christmas time, uh, <laughs> Christmas time, holiday, Thanksgiving. You gotta make your rounds. You can never just settle on the first house. The first house where you get your little your little appetizers. You do your little your gift sharing. And then by 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 noon when the football games come on, you go to your favorite cousin's house. Y'all do the little spades, you know, and it'd be a whole event. You know, seeing your whole family in a couple couple hours, and you know, you're good, you know. Right, right. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Jared Parker, definitely going to be something to watch, not just Saturday, but to start the first month of the season going into that Ohio State game. He got to be like dazzling. He, the, what they say, the boy wonder. That's the type of narratives we need out of Jared. Man, we done uh, found our greatness. We done hit our stride. Jared Parker is lighting the scoreboards up. The 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 key we never knew we was missing was been hidden in the tight end room. 
perfect uh, example, Alex Galesh, tight end coach yeah. for Tennessee. Yeah. Took, took Tennessee's offense from 108 to number one in the country. A tight ends coach. Went with Josh Heupel. So it can happen. And what happened after that? He went from 108 to number one, had Jalen Hyatt, Hendon Hooker, all those great guys, Joe Milton, and then got a head coaching job. So that's what can happen when you're doing your job. But particularly here, you got a chance to really blow it up with, with damn near better players going into it. You know, we all yeah. know Jalen Hyatt, you know, man, that's damn near fast man NFL right now. We ain't got nothing like that. But <laughs> we got pieces. Yeah. So camp is done, and Marcus Freeman said there were three things he wanted to accomplish, and he feels they did. Mm. There was three things as a head coach I really wanted to get out of fall camp. One is I wanted to build the depth of our team. I told you guys a couple weeks ago, there's a lot of guys that we're going to count on that do not have game experience. And so um, I'm pleased at, at the the depth um, at certain positions that we were able to really get valuable reps in camp. We, we really forced the coaches to play some of those, what we would call twos in one situations. And, and let's see those guys develop and see what they can do when they're playing against some of the best. Um, the second thing was I wanted to really get us physically ready um, to play a, a game, but also keep us healthy. I mean, it's something that that I looked at the kind of the injuries from last year in fall camp, and I said, we got to find a better way to do this. And so I think we were down over half um, half of the concussions. And I know we dec- decreased in every um, soft tissue ligament um, injury uh, in all facets of, of in any body part. So we really decreased the injuries. And and I know the weather helped, but we I think we were 79% down in, in dehydrations for fall camp. So that was really, well, our team did a great job. Just the, the sports performance team, the medical trainers, our coaches um, really did a great job at uh, uh, keeping the guys healthy and uh, making sure we have everybody we need as we get ready to go to Dublin, Ireland. And the last thing we really wanted to do is, is really increase our leadership. Um, I believe that's what will be our edge is, is our leadership. And we have a lot of leaders, right? We have a lot of guys that um, are, are in leadership positions, but uh, I think the team did a great job. Our coaching staff did a great job of really promoting leadership, helping to build leadership, um, putting them in positions to, you know, all of our seniors spoke to the team at some point about some of the lessons they've learned over their time here and, and really try to just create an environment of, of leadership to, to really promote that amongst our program. So I'll say this, the leadership thing was a massive fail last year. Massive fail. Your four captains, Joe Alt, Sam Hartman, J.D. Bertrand, and Cam Hart. You know, that would sound good for a school project. You know, we had to come up with a business strategy, you know, launch a company. It's great four leaders for that. Mm. I feel like there's a hidden message behind that. <laughs> like, it's a on paper, how could you not? Right? How could you not pick those four? Great upstanding citizens. You know, you got you a first rounder in there, bona fide. <clears throat> 
You know, you got your face of the program transferred. You know, you got a, a wily bet looking to a lot to prove with good leadership qualities. And then you got your the good old faithful, you know, the, the, the embodiment of Notre Dame football with J.D. Bertrand, great team leader and all of that. It's just, you know, I would like to think of it. Yeah, these are great picks. I just think that uh, are they going to embody the leadership that it takes to win football games, though? I mean, we remember Joe Alt's experience in New York, and it was just a little awkward. It's just like, how you not <laughs> how you not uh, know what food to eat in New York, man? How you not how you not know that? It's like, yeah, you a great player, of course, your first round, but how you how you not know that? See, this it's it, it, it not like it's a disconnect, but it's it's like, come on. Are we gonna rally behind? I I can see I, I, I can I can kind of see your point. And and I'll go to and look. This is a name where people either go over the top or they get super defensive. JD Bertrand <laughs> yeah. is is, is Notre he, he embodies Notre Dame football. Yeah. I mean, he's everything you would, you know, he's going to team player. He's going to do the right thing when you're not looking, that whole field. I would much rather J.D. Bertrand not be a captain and be a consistent player. If I had, yeah, if I had to trade, absolutely. Then to be a captain and still be inconsistent. (laughs) But be loved, though. Yes, that's just me. That's just me. Because of the position he plays. Because of the position. His performance is much more important. Now, you know, him being able to get people lined up and know everything and be a captain. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Yeah, I expected expected Sam Hartman to be a captain. I mean, hell, you you getting signed by Dove and Beats and on Wall Street and T. Yeah, you you got to be a captain. Yeah. We don't uh, we don't kick the dude out for you. You gotta yeah. be a captain. Cam Hart has pretty much been a captain. Yeah, just the under, you know, he has the most respect out of the other three. Yeah. Sam just got there. So regardless of how you feel, he just got there. You know. So that's cool. JD doesn't have the same on-field respect as Cam does. I think, you know. The guys revered Cam in a in a in a OG type of way, like okay, um, you know, you, you, I'm up and coming as a Ben Morrison. I'm, I ain't no slouch, but at the same time, you know, you know, I show my respect to my elders, kind of thing. So I think Cam Hart, who also has a lot to prove, and is trying to prove a lot going into the season, I think he's going to make uh, some headway in that leadership and that captain role will help him uh, allow himself to you know, be the leader on the defense that we need this year. And um, for Joe Alt, I mean, it is what it is. He's going to be a staple figure, foundation to the team. He's he's always going to be there. He's probably the most consistent out of the other three. You know, it's just, <laughs> he's like, he's like Zach. It's like, man, Zach is just his own player. He's going to do his job. He's going to be great at it. 
you know, he he's gonna be the toughest dude on the field. It's just one of those things that you is is it the beacon of motivation or is it just man? I'm glad we got him on our team. So I think it's just a, a good mix. I probably would have think the rally cry would go behind an Aldrich more as a captain. I'm sure he was probably like that 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 guy that just missed it. You know what I mean? He just missed it through technicalities. Like I think Aldrich would be a better captain than JD. But you, you you're not gonna give the captain over Aldrich. You're not gonna give it to. Audric over JD, you know, you would give it to Audric and JD. You can't, but you're not gonna give it over. You yeah. know, what I mean? I'm sure but, somebody like Riley Mills probably got some votes. Yeah, Riley got some votes. Um, ben Morrison should be a captain if we really doing it how football should be doing it. You know, you put your best players at captain. That's what it is. I mean, I understand. I understand why the four ended up being selected by their teammates. Uh, as Marcus Freeman said, those four got over 10 votes. And they had other people who had high votes. Like you said, Aldrich probably just missed it. Well, he just he probably, man, they probably had to tell him, look, you'll be our our every other week cap. You know how they bring a an extra captain on for the week, you know, that kind of thing. Because, I mean, he in every commercial and promo video we got. So, he got to get some love somewhere. And, you know, like I said, you mentioned J.B. Bertrand. People get defensive. Look, linebacker is linebacker. It doesn't matter what system you play. Scraping over the top and making tackles is the same thing in every defense. That's right. As a linebacker. Missed tackles, missed assignments. They're... It happens too many times, or it happened too many times. So I'll stick to what I said. You could take the captaincy. I just need him to play consistent. That's right. That's it. And that's, he's been, know, this is his third year plan. This is his third year plan. Well, I mean, at some point, either you know how to play football you know how to play the position or you don't. You don't. And after three years, JD should be a very consistent linebacker. Very consistent. And that's the most important thing for me. Now, the issues they had in the locker room with leadership last year, I don't think they'll have that especially with these four captains. But that's what concerns me the most about the captainship is that all all those guys except Sam was there. I'll maybe give a little bit, yes, I'll maybe give a little bit of an excuse to Cam because he's in and out being hurt, this and that. But there's no excuse for J.D. For us to go from zero leadership and he was there playing the whole time to a year later, you playing in the exact same spot a lot the whole time. You were responsible for last year, JD, even though you didn't have a C on your on your chest. Because if you was a leader, how how you become a leader after you was already here and wasn't a leader, you know? So I'm not gonna say wasn't a leader, but wasn't the type of leader that is being named captain for a Notre Dame football team. 
so it's it's almost in the same category as Jared Parker. You know, Jared Parker comes back and says, "Yeah, we got all these things we want to do," and but you was here last year, not doing it. And yeah, you may not have had the total control, but that from what I heard, you was involved in all the calls and scripts and and game plans, and they listened to you for the whatever for what it's worth. And we putting up sixteen against Stanford, so. You know, you I can't absolve you from that, but I'm encouraged about what you acknowledged is the problem. But can you do it? Is the whole result that we're looking to see? Hey, I just want to see him. Look, man, he's been upon he's been playing for three years. Football is football. That's it. There's no excuses this year. None. Yeah. We talk about year one in this system, all of that. You play a position for three years, you should know how to play the position. And be damn good. The keys that you read are the same thing. We had Pete Bursich on. He said you read your same keys. It doesn't matter what the system is. The keys that you're reading are all the same for a And if you're having a problem scraping over the top and not getting to the outside of run plays, that has nothing to do with the system. That's you. How many times did we see J.D. Bertrand take a false step in the wrong direction last year? Yeah. That's a problem. That's it. Towards the end of the season, he was fantastic. Bowl game, fantastic. We need that every week. Every week. It's plain and simple. That's all we're asking about. Just need him to be consistent every week. Surprise. Go ahead, Lev. I don't feel like it's that hard. I mean, you know, three years? How many stabs at it till you feel comfortable enough to go out there and execute, you know, week after week? I, I just think that needs to be the question that's answered with yeah. a guy like J.D. because it, then it comes down to putting you in a marriage category where we just don't think you can do it. You know, it's like, okay, we give you all these ample opportunities, but can you can you do it or can you not do it? Because yeah. I think a lot of it is – is pressured on the fact that we got these young cats, these Thundercats coming in that look like they action figures ready to go, ready to be unleashed off the chain. And we holding on the good old faithful that we we love and, you know, he embodies what we want to build here. But them young guns that may not got it all figured out are becoming more attractive and wanting to play than yeah. what we put out there. So... 